0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Obviously state of origin kicking off on Sunday. We're going to have plenty of origin content coming over the next few days including all of our predictions and our bets that we're going to have. But one thing I noticed yesterday, Mark Guy, very vocal on Triple M talking about how Queensland they've sort of put the focus on Reese Walsh. Reese Walsh is the only thing we're talking about and there's a lot of other aspects we're not talking about including guys like Cam Munster, these sort of fellas. They have got a number of superstars in their team that can win this game for them if they are the best player on the field, which a number of them are well and truly capable of being the best players on the field. But there was something else that MG spoke about, and it's something that I talked about when the when the teams first came out, especially the Queensland team. I think their biggest improvement is on the bench. And this is something that I've been talking about for a long time on the podcast and on the Instagram page. And I said it at the start of the year, your bench is more important than ever. And I remember when I named my Gold Coast Titans side, I actually had Tina on the bench and everyone blew up. He's too good to be on the bench, blah, 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 blah. Said the same thing then as I'm going to say now. Look, being a bench player, it isn't a downgrade anymore. It's it's tactically part of the game. Your bench is more important than ever. Some of your bench players are more important than your starting 13, and that's just the reality of the game. You've got front rowers who can play the first you know, 25, 20-odd 20, you know, 20 minutes whole and, and just hang in the contest, and then you've got your guys you want to bring off the bench that have more impact. And when you go and have a look, at game one of the series. I mean, you've got to remember that after, you know, 15, 20-odd minutes, I think it was after the 16th minute, there was a Kyle Felt penalty that he gave away for an escort. After that, it sort of turned the game, but it was only 2-0 in favour of the New South Wales Blues. Now, over the last 60 minutes of that game, it was 50-6. to six, And you will notice that Tom Trevojevic, he scores in the 17th minute. That made it 8-0. Queensland well and truly in this game, no doubt about it. The New South Wales Blues were the better side at this point. But then you start to see some of the changes through the middle of the field. And we see in the 21st minute, Jake Trevojevic had a sensational start to the game. was unreal. He comes off the field. Now, New South Wales, they put on Payne Haas. Now, if I'm Queensland and I'm standing behind the sticks watching Nathan Cleary kick another goal at 8-0 and I see a fresh Payne Haas come on the field, fuck me. I mean, how tough is that? How tough is that to deal with, seeing Payne Haas come on the field? And then, you know, I know they'll back each other. I know they've got each other's back. But if I'm if I'm the Queensland Maroons watching him come on the field and I look over at my bench, I mean, Offerhand Gowie, Moffat Awake at Jaden Sewer, three really good forwards. But... No one probably at the Payne Haas level. Mo is probably the closest. But if I had to pick one of them for my team, I'm going Payne Haas. And then, you know, I have a look over at the New South Wales bench. I see Jake Travojevic sit down. He's sitting next to, to Junior Paulo. Probably one of, if not the form front rower of our competition at the moment with a heap of X factor as well. Not only is he the biggest front rower in this game, probably only second, to the man that just went on the field, Payne Haas. He's got the best hands out of all the forwards on the field. He's got serious X-factor that he brings to this game. And once again, if I'm Queensland, I'm looking at my bench in game one going, Sua, Mo Fodawaka, Offangawi. We don't have anyone that has that sort of X-factor with their hands. We don't have anyone that can get into that sort of ball-playing role and create space for our outside backs. We don't have someone like a junior Paulo who can either create space for the three guys around him by sucking in the A and B defenders, or they can just charge the ball and they can make 10, 12 metres, they can get an offload. We don't really have that guy sitting on our bench, and New South Wales have two of them. And in response to that, and I mean, you know, it doesn't all come down to this, but you can see on the scoreline just how important your bench players were. Here it is in the 20-odd minute. It's only 8-0. New South Wales start to make changes. They absolutely flood the centre third. They dominate it through there, and the whole game gets turned on its head. All of a sudden, in 60 minutes of football, it's 48-6. to 6 in state of origin like just unheard of and personally I said this from day one that I was so worried about the Queensland bench that they just didn't have enough spark to compete with this New South Wales side now granted they were missing Josh Papali obviously when you get him back it means you can shift someone else back the thing that made it worse was obviously Christian Welsh going down as well once he was gone with a HIA it made life a lot difficult but that's the reality of Rugby League nowadays. You're going to get SIM bins, You're going to get HIAs. You have to have guys on your bench that are ready to step up and play 60 minutes at the drop of a hat. That's the reality of Rugby League in 2021. That's the reality of State of Origin. It's a war, and you need to be ready for whatever that war throws at you and I think for this Origin Queensland they are better equipped to deal with that middle 40 minute period that 20 minutes before half time that 20 minutes after to half time and some changes they had to bring new guys in other changes they just moved their squad around and I really really like it um, obviously Francis Molo he's going to make his debut a guy that look I've never really thought Molo is a superstar he signed with the Dragons for next year which is a really good signing for them there are times that I've watched this guy and I've thought fuck I really like what he's able to bring but you just don't see him for extended periods. He's not the most consistent fellow as well. He's got the ability. I have no doubt Francis Molo has the ability. And I, you know what, just knowing Queensland, I have no doubt that he's going to show he's got the ability on the biggest stage there. I do like that pick. I think he's a guy that can provide a bit of X factor for them. I think that he's a guy that'll play 20, 25 minutes. I don't think you'll see huge minutes out of him. Mo Waker, I think you'll see good minutes out of him. The biggest in though is Josh Papali. Yeah, and he's going to be starting in this game, which is huge. Absolutely massive uh, for this Queensland side. So you have him and Christian Welsh. I'm confident they will hang in the battle for the first 25 minutes. I have no doubt about it. But the thing that I love the most... It's the David Fafita move. And MG mentioned this, that no one's talking about Fafita getting to the bench, and it should be the number one thing that New South Wales fans are worried about. This is a guy that I've spoken about all season, that you cannot trust him to play a full 80 minutes. He'll score three tries in the first half, then you know he'll be on the side of milk cartons in the second half. And for me, that's a big red flag. For me, though, also in this game, I love seeing him on the bench here. I think it's going to be a fantastic play for Queensland. To be able to inject him into this contest where there are tired bodies around, I just think it's going to be lethal. And you can either use him through the centre third, you can use him on an edge. And then, you know, for example, if you've got... At the moment, they've got Jai and Felice Cafusi as their second rowers. So Felice Cafusi will be on the right edge, as he always is. Uh, then you'll have uh, Jai Arrow out on the left side and potentially... When you see Fafita come on, you might see him shift to the left edge. You might see Jairo Arrow come into the middle. It's one way you could do it. And then, you know, as we know, you'll see Queensland. They'll head to, you know, about that 70% just outside the right sticks. They'll lay their platform there. They'll swing it back to the left. All of a sudden, you're coming up against Munster. David Fafita, you'll have Reese Walsh coming around the outside. We know his right-to-left pass is unreal to hit his wingers. Gagai, you know, these sort of guys, it is just going to be so dangerous. That's one way you could use David Fafita, where you would stack all of your football to the right side, swing back to the left, and all of a sudden, Fafita becomes the most dangerous player on the field. A fresh David Fafita. And look, he doesn't even have to touch the ball to be the most dangerous. He is a guy... He draws eyes onto him. He is as He's one of those rare footballers. He's like kick-out. He's as dangerous with the ball in his hand as he is when he doesn't have the ball. And the Queenslanders, they will be well and truly aware of this. I think he's a fantastic guy to bring on for some impact. And all of a sudden, you get Jai Arrows through the centre third. You know he's not going to let you down. He's going to make a heap of tackles. He's going to come up with an offload here or there, which creates really good second-phase footy. If he does offload, you always go to one of your key players. You either go to your 9, your 7, your 6, or your 1. And personally, of second-phase footy, if they're on, if they're on the backtrack, I would be looking for David Fafita as well. I'd be giving him the pill. I'd be finding him. I, I would be going straight to Munster, who will have him under his wing outside him. It can just create a little bit of chaos. And then the beauty of this is you move Jaira into the middle. He shouldn't be too gassed from playing out on the edge. He'll do his 20 minutes there while F- Fafita causes havoc out on the edge for the last 45 minutes or so. And then... You get to bring back Josh Papali, Christian Welsh. This is the disadvantage that Queensland were at last game. They didn't have a Christian Welsh in the back end of the game. They didn't have a Josh Papali. Their forwards are absolutely gas. Mo Fodawaker, he'll be able to play the minutes that he should have played in Game 1 if it wasn't for all the injuries and the HIA to Christian Welsh. I mean, if you would have said to me how many minutes will Mo Waker play in Game 1, there's not a hope in hell I would have said 55. That's ridiculous. That's not how long you should be using a Mo Fodawaker for. But... Queensland were forced into that. The poor, the poor bastard was gassed out there. You get a Mofot Awaker in there, you want him to play 30 odd minutes, you want him to go berserk for 30 minutes, you want. The young bloke, Francis Molo, you want him to play 20, 25 minutes and go nuts for that 25 minutes. That's the biggest 25 minutes of his career, Francis Molo. And then you've got guys like Jairo, Fafida. You've got uh, Mo Fodawaka. You know, you you can expect a little bit more out of these guys. Oh, I think this side is looking really good in this game. And we always know that Queensland's going to bounce back. You know, I said this in in my game review. I said this as soon as the game finished. This team, they might have just got beat by 40. They're not going to give a fuck. They're going to bounce back. this game and they're going to perform I think they've picked a really good side for it getting Josh Papali back and essentially getting Christian Welsh back it's going to be massive for the Queenslanders and the last guy I want to touch on sitting on this bench is of course Ben Hunt Jersey 14 now they went with AJ Brimson last game and look The reality is, you could have had Andrew Johns at fourteen. There in the game, it was the game was out of the balance. It was done. AJ Brimson was never going to have an impact. I really like what they've done with Hunt. They've obviously got a forward pack here that you can bring impact off the bench. That even when your first grade, when your first choice front rowers come off, they're going to come back on in the second half and they're going to wreak havoc. And this is when Ben Hunt is going to be playing his best footy. I am really excited. I'm not. I'm petrified of Ben Hunt when he gets on the field. I know that a lot of people want to bag him, say shit. In this game, barring injury, fingers crossed, he will play hooker. I've always said hooker is Ben Hunt's best position. They're going to have a pack that's going to be able to compete with this New South Wales side. Hopefully, we get to see Ben Hunt get on the front foot. I think this is a really dangerous side they've picked. Obviously, Andrew McCulloch, he's come back into the side that play nine. A brilliant decision. A guy that'll make 55 tackles for you, he'll miss two. Yeah, he is a champion. champion player, Andrew McCulloch. He will just get through their sets. He will hold them defensively. He will deliver good ball. You won't see any brain explosions close to the line. He will make the right decision each and every time. I really like the McCulloch pick, and I love the Ben Hunt pick. I think Ben Hunt's going to have a big impact in this game. I think he's the real X-Factor for Queensland. Last game, I said the Blues, they would win, partly because their bench was so dominant. Now you look at this Queensland, Queensland bench. I don't think it's as good as the New South Wales bench still, but my God, it really does close the gap. When you look on the other side, New South Wales bench. Now, obviously, they've had to change it up a little bit with Jake Chavojevic leaving, but I don't think their bench is as dominant as it was last game, but it's still damn good. You obviously bring in Angus Crichton, yeah? So we've shifted... Junior Paulo up into the front row to start which personally I would rather have him on the bench with Payne Haas but it is what it is you've got to deal with the situation that you've got so you've got Angus Crichton there on the pine realistically when you see Angus Crichton go on you'll probably see Cam Murray shift to the middle uh, and you'll see a bit of a change there and I really like that we get Murray in the middle but Angus Crichton he's another guy that's shown he can play on an edge he can play in the middle and really dominate in either spot so very interesting to see how Brad Fittler uses Angus Crichton he's got a in his bonnet. He's got a point to prove. He's been given another shot to get in this side. I'm not sure if he would have got this shot if it wasn't for Jake Travojevic's injury. I would have had him in there but I'm not sure if Freddie would have changed the winning side. Jake Travojevic is going to come back in a couple of weeks and... You know, if Angus Crichton hasn't played well in this game, he could lose that spot to him. Another guy, Payne Haas, we already spoke about him in Origin 1. He was huge. I think he's going to be massive here as well. Playing in his home ground, Suncorp Stadium, he's going to be really fired up for it. Suncorp Stadium, let's be honest here, hasn't been a great hunting ground for Payne Haas over the last few years. I think he'll be really excited to put in a big performance in front of his hometown crowd against the Maroons. I think it'll be massive for him. Liam Martin's the other man. Huge X Factor here. I don't think he got enough minutes in Game 1, but it was just one of those sort of games. tough compromising guy. He runs a fantastic line. Interesting to see where you end up seeing him, whether it's out on an edge through the middle. I'm not really sure how they're going to use him, but I have no doubt this bench is going to do well. And then Jackie White, we're hearing rumors. Well, not rumors. He's got a baby Jew very close to the game. His, his mind might be elsewhere. Personally, I like to think that if your mind is elsewhere at all in origin, probably don't pick them. Probably go with a Campbell Grain or a Dale Finucane. Uh, obviously, if you were to go for Dale Finucane, you don't have that utility there. But In this side, we've just got so many guys that can cover a vast array of positions. I mean, you know, if you were to lose a half or a 5-8, you know, let, let's say worst-case scenario, you lose Cleary. I'm happy to hand the keys to Luai, to be honest with you. You probably put Latrell Mitchell in at 6 and just let him play just a running game. You potentially throw Turbo in at 6. You can sort of play a little bit unorthodox with the players you've got. Maybe Teddy jumps into 6. You put, you put Turbo back to fullback. There's a lot of movement that, that you can make here. Cam Murray, he can shoot Shift out and cover in the centres if need be, as as can Angus Crichton. So plenty of options here if Jack Whiten does play. If Jack does play the way that he plays, he's going to be like an extra back rower out there. He's got one of the most dangerous running games in rugby league and just using him as a bit of an edge player, a bit of a lock forward, just playing footy, his leg speed through the middle, it's going to be lethal. I have no doubt the bench is going to go a long way to deciding Origin 2. I'm still going to tip the New South Wales Blues. I do think they will get the job done slightly but geez, it's hard to tip against Queensland. One coming off a hiding, two at Suncorp Stadium. Our full review coming over the next few days. Stay tuned for that. If you haven't listened to our podcast this morning, I highly advise it. We went through and named our squad of one to twenty, using a bit of a weird uh, way of going about it. Very randomised. We opened two packs of footy cards. The first card, whichever player it was, let's say it's um, let's say it's Chad Townsend, and it's from the Cronulla Sharks. We had to pick one player who's currently playing for the Cronulla Sharks and file them into our team so I might choose, um, who's a great player from Cronulla, I might choose um, you know, I don't know a, a Sean Johnson, I might play him at 6 so that means it locks in my 5'8 of Sean Johnson, I can't move Sean Johnson I can't pick another 5'8 at 6 so then later on, let's say I get the Melbourne Storm, I want to pick Cameron Munster I can't pick him at 5'8, it was really hard to do, I really did enjoy it very randomised and because it was so popular I got so many messages about it today, people it it. I'm going to do it again tomorrow morning but I'm going to do state of origin sides so just New South Wales and Queensland origin players of all time, picking from each club. It is a really good listen. Cannot wait to bring you that one in the morning and stay tuned over the next hour or so. We're going to have our most underrated centres of all time as voted by you guys. Really looking forward to diving into that one. There is such a diverse range of centres that you guys have suggested a couple of guys that I probably wouldn't have forgotten about so I'm glad I had you legends to remind me. Thanks again guys for tuning into the rugby guru podcast plenty of content coming over the next few days stay tuned so you've got an idea for a business the store of your dreams there's just one thing to figure out everything that's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online in person and everywhere else sell on social media?